This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Tonight, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's always interesting when I, when I share about the Holy Spirit because he always has me in a place where he's like, uh, come back and reconnect yourself with the understandings that I've given you and let's go get some more. And the, um, so this is completely just where I'm in at right now. And some of you may have heard me say some of these things before and some of it may be new. Um, and, um, but you know, the, the Holy Spirit is the part of the Godhead that seems a little mysterious a lot of times. And, um, and yet, the gift of the Holy Spirit is one of the most powerful things that we can experience and we can grow in God. And without him, we're left to, without the Holy Spirit, we're left to our own minds. Put it that way. <laughs> Which is scary. Without the Holy Spirit, we are left to our own minds. And so um, I just wanted to look at some things tonight and just go from there, see where we go. Um, but I've said this before here. Maybe I need to move that thing. Um, I've said it before, and I just have this. Pastor Barry used to say, used to use this phrase, and it has just been going round and round inside of me for the past several months. You can put up the first slide, and I made some little slides just to give you. It's nothing big. It's just to give something to look at besides me and to give you some words and pictures and all that. Um, but he used to say, we are not, we are spirit beings having a human experience. We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. And it's so important because... <clears throat> So many times we try to get into the spirit realm. Like we try to do spiritual things. We try, we like, we have to move and, and we forget that we actually are spirit beings. And it's so funny because the more I watch, I didn't used to like sci-fi movies and stuff a lot, but the more I watch, the more I'm like, they're so realistic to the spirit realm because, you know, it, it blows my mind still that we're here in the, in the physical and yet right here next to me is this, it, it, the spirit realm is right here. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like almost like if you had a sci-fi movie, you could stick your hand through, if we could stick our hand through the air and it goes into a different realm, that's like, that's what it is. And, and it's so interesting to me and it's just something that I found myself pondering more and more um, but it's so um, vitally important to keep reminding ourselves that have that um, mindset that this is where we're at. We, we were having a, a prayer for the nation group last night. And one of the things we were talking about is we ha- there's so much craziness going on. And we can't pray from the ground floor. It's like when you get your eyes on everything that's going on, it's ground warfare. 
you end up praying ground warfare. You're in the middle of ground warfare and you're praying out of your mind, whereas God has put us in heavenly places and seated us by Christ. And we have to get out of the ground warfare and continue to keep ourselves in this space where we're at because in him is where we get the strategies, we get the words, we get his viewpoint, we get what he wants spoken, he want, we get what he wants done. And we have to like stay in that spot. And it's the same thing with each, in each of our lives. It doesn't matter what it is. That's where we have to stay um, because that's where our strategies come from. And when we get into ground level warfare, it could be in a relationship. It could be anything. When you get in ground level, it, it's a lot of times we're looking up, so to speak, um, and trying to get like that spirit instead of being there and looking down on the situation, if that makes sense. No one does, but... Um, so, so I just wanted to start out with, um, the next, the net, you can go to the next one. So in the beginning, the, the Holy Spirit is such a vital part. And a lot of times we forget, like in the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth and God was father, son, and Holy Spirit. So father's on the right. Because he's the oldest one, I guess. And then son's in the middle and Holy Spirit's on the left. And, <laughs> um, and you know, it's sometimes I like to get this picture. I was reading a book one time and it gave me a picture. And I was like, that's really cool. Because at the very beginning of time, they were all there together. And they were, they're all God, but they were all there together. And they were at the beginning and they have seen eternity seen everything that will happen through eternity. There's nothing that's catching them by surprise. Nothing in our lives can catch them by surprise. Nothing that's happened in the world has caught them by surprise. They're not up there going, oh, well, plan triple Z didn't work. So now we've got to go to tra- plan triple or quadruple Z. They're not up there doing that. It's like the time is in them. And so from the very beginning, they were there. And so... When, he, when they created, let's see, let me go in Genesis chapter, I didn't give you this advantage, so just, you can just stay on there. Um, Genesis chapter, oh, I was going to read this out of my, how they amplified. Um, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, and of course my place is gone. Let's see. Yeah, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man in our image according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. And let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the cattle and over entire everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. And so God created man in his own image and in likeness he created them male and female. And so... From the beginning, we were all in them. And so one of, one of the main things is a lot of times we walk around, we go, well, we don't know, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what, how to pray in this situation. I don't know what to do. I don't know what. And God has like literally given us everything, like everything in the Holy Spirit, everything. And so 
from the beginning, each one of us, you can go to the next slide, Banj, each one of us were in him. <laughs> so you can choose which one of those is you. <laughs> but each one, so you were in him before the foundations of the world. And I picked funny pictures because we're all a fun bunch of people. So that's, that exemplifies who we are. Um, <laughs> so, so we, I'm going to read, I'm going to read Psalm 139 from the Amplified because it goes, it goes along with this. So it says, Oh, you, oh Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and have known me. You know, when I, you know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you understand my thought from afar. You sift and search out my path and my lying down and you are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue still unuttered, but behold, O Lord, you know it all. You have beset me and shut me in behind and before and you have laid your hand upon me. Your infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high above me. I cannot reach it. Where could I go from your spirit or where could I flee from your presence? If I ascend up into heaven, you're there. And if I make my bed in the place of the dead, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall your hand lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the night shall be the only night light about me, even the darkness hides nothing from you. But the night shines as a day, the darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you did form my inward parts. You did knit me together in my mother's womb. I will confess and praise you for you are fearful and wonderful and for the awful wonder of my birth. Wonderful are your works and that my inner self knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and curiously wrought as if embroidered with various colors in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance and in your book, all the days of my life were written before they ever took shape. When as yet there was none of them. How precious and weighty also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast was the sum of them. If I could count them, they would, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I could count the end. I, could I count the end? I would still be with you. I love that. I, I absolutely love that because before, before we were a thought in the earth, in our mother or dad's lives, he knew us. That's the word. That was David's revelation before anything happened. He knew all the steps we would take. He knew the plans. He knew what would happen before there was yet one of them. So when we stand there and we, you know, we get in our places and we go, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know how this, that, and the other. Um, We've got the ability to go to the Holy Spirit. He knew us from the beginning. He knew us, the Holy Spirit was there. He was part of the Godhead. He knew what was happening. He was there. And his responsibility is to have relationship with you so that when you go to him, he reveals everything. He's the revealer. It sounds so simple. And yet we complicate it sometimes because we get caught up in, am I hearing for God? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? You know, and all that. 
But his whole deal was when Jesus left, Holy Spirit came. And it's just like Jesus would be walking with us all the time. And yet he's here and he is the revealer of truth. That is his responsibility, you might say, as being part of the Godhead. But it's relationship. It's not just like he's doing this, like he's having relationship with us. And so, um, so you were in him. And then you can go to the next one, Vange. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11. <clears throat> Many people know this one. Oh, the other back. <laughs> that one. Yep. I love this picture. So I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. I love this picture. I saw it one time on Facebook or something, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the best picture ever. Because we get our picture of what we think, a, what our plan for our life is going to be, and we think it's supposed to start here, and we're going there. And then when it gets like it looks on the right side, and everything's all scribbly and messed up, we think we've messed up our lives. We've missed God. We've done this. We've done that. And yet... In the scheme of things, he always gets us to where we're going. And it's not necessarily true that we've messed things up. I think that he leads us a lot more than we think that he does. And he leads us by our hearts. And when we follow our hearts, we're always going. But he, even if we, you go this way and he wanted you to go that way, he'll, he'll fix it. When our hearts are just connected to him, it'll, it'll all get fixed. But I think this is such a good picture because a lot of times we start out with this plan and we think this is what God wants me to do or this is what I'm planning on doing. And then it gets all scribbled up in the middle. But he says from the beginning, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. So we just read in, in Psalm 139, he's known us from the very beginning. I mean, he knit us together. He knit us together and he knew us before we were even a thought. He knows all the days of our lives before we live out one. And then he comes back and he says, and my whole plan for you is to prosper you and not to harm you and that you can have an outlook for the future um, that is hopeful. I love it. I love it. So, um, So why the Holy Spirit is so important. Um, skip the next one and go to the last one. I think it's Colossians 3.3 3 is on the slide. I think it's the very last one. Yep, that one. So Colossians 3.3, 3, for as far as this world is concerned, you have died. And your new life is hidden with Christ in God. And I like the message too. Your old life is dead. I love the matter of factness of everything. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. He was your life from the very beginning before anybody even knew you, and he's still your life. You're in him. You're in him. He knew you from the very beginning and he still knows you now and you are in him. So why is the gift of the Holy Spirit so important? Because I kind of just said it a few minutes ago, but because we are spirit beings. So God is spirit and we are spirit beings. So therefore, um, 
our communication, when we talk about the ability to have a prayer language to speak in tongues, it's communication. It's our prayer language. It's, a, it's the prayer of the language of the spirit. So because we're spirit beings, we have to feed ourselves spiritually, which is part of what we're doing tonight. But then there's other things too. And so the fact is a lot of times we get caught up in not feeding ourselves spiritually. And then just like I was saying about the ground war, we're trying to fight from a place where we're not seated with. We try to uh, make decisions based out of our head, which hasn't not necessarily been subjected to the spirit. And so how do we find the plan of the spirit? Besides getting into the word, we find it by the Holy Spirit because he's the illuminator of the word and he's given us this incredible prayer language which is a hotline to heaven. I think the kids call it a secret code language, but it's, it's, um, it's direct contact with God. We're praying his perfect will anytime we pray it. So John 14, 26, you can just leave that up there, Vance, because I'm not ready for the other one yet. Um, Oh, I got it right here anyway. I typed it out. Um, so the Holy Spirit knows everything about you and it's his job, so to speak, to communicate with you and to reveal things to you. He was given to help us, but also to give us access to the spirit realm. He is our connection to the spirit realm and the heart of God. Because we're spirit beings. So in John 14, 26, in the Amplified, it says, but the Holy Spirit, sorry, but the Comforter, Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall and remind you and bring remembrance everything I've told you. He was saying this to the the disciples before he left them. But the same thing applies to us. That's who the Holy Spirit is. I mean, honestly, we can't. We can't lose. I mean, he's given us access to all of God. He's given us access to go to the depths of the spirit realm. And it's all through the power of the Holy Spirit. Then the question then remains, how much do we allow the Holy Spirit to take us there? So so he tells the disciples that this is what I'm going to, I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit with you. And then if we go to um, Acts chapter one, verse five. This is when he was telling him, he said, John baptized with, the, with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then in verse 8, he says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea and all the uttermost parts of the earth. That word power, you shall receive power. That word power there is dunamis. That's dunamis power. There's two words for power in the Bible. One is exousia, which means you have a right to act. The other word is dunamis, which is the God kind of power for the working of miracles and for to see the supernatural happen. So there's, when you see the word power, when you're reading scriptures, you kind of have to stop and go look it up and say, okay, well, which power is this talking about? Because there's two different ones. So this power is the dunamis power, 
And this is the kind where Jesus healed the man and healings happened and that sort of thing. And it also means inherent power. Power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. Okay, we just read we were all created in the image of God back in Genesis 1. We just read that scripture. So therefore, having been born again and born by the Spirit, his nature is on the inside of us. Therefore, we're full of dunamis power. We're full of the ability to see the supernatural. So it's inherent in us. So when we go to Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, it says, And when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as, as a fire distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. So here we see them. And then if we we read on, then um, you're probably familiar, maybe, maybe not. But they read on. They were literally, people thought they were drunk. The Holy Spirit came on them in such power that they went out and they ministered. And people literally thought they were drunk. And they were speaking with other languages than the language that they spoke. And so they had this appearance of being completely drunk trashed and yet they go out and they win all these souls into the church well into to god but they they win souls for christ and so um so they began they were filled with him and that that actually started a working of the Holy Spirit being able to reveal truth to them because they got filled with the Holy Spirit and that's what he does. So he reveals truth to them and then they start working the miracles. And in Acts chapter three, um, the first seven verses is when um, Peter and John, was it Peter and John? Yeah, Peter and John went to the gate beautiful and there was the guy that sat out there all the time begging for alms. And so they walked up to him and they said, you know, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I do give to you. And they, t- they said, rise up and walk. And they took him by the hand. And the scripture says they seized him. And when you look up the Greek word for that word seize, it means force and not like, you know, beat him up force. But like a force, like they grabbed him and he got up and he walked. And so we start seeing like all these healings and different things like that t- Uh, supernatural things take place. So, so there's many different things that the Holy Spirit helps us in. But the one I want to talk about next is um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm just going to read, let's see. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'm going to start in verse... Uh, I'll just start in verse six. Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God predestined before the ages of our glory. 
the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood, for if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it has been written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us, God revealed them through the spirit. For the spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man, which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. Now, we have received, not the spirit of the world, we have received the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God. That's huge. That's huge. This is saying that we can really only understand God by the Holy Spirit. That he is the key. Then it goes on and it says, um, verse 13, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. They can't, if they don't have the spirit of God and they don't understand what in the world is going on. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he should instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We walk around with the mind of Christ. That is such an incredibly powerful thing. We walk around with the mind of Christ. We walk around with the Holy Spirit in us, when we, when we open ourselves up to him and yield to him, he'll, he'll show us things. He'll tell us all things. He's like, why am I fighting with my spouse? I don't know. Go to the Holy Spirit. Where am I supposed to go with the job? I don't know. Go to the Holy Spirit. You know, how am I supposed to do this, that, the other? I don't know. Go to the Holy Spirit. He knows everything. He knows you. He knows me. He knows our life plan. He knows what's going on in the world. He knows why it's going on in the world. He knows it all. And he's been given to us to show us things. To help them make the way of our life victorious. And yeah, we go through, we do have ups and downs and we do go through things. But he's still there. Walking us through. So, I mean, this, I, I don't know. This, I read, you know, I just started with Corinthians and I started reading. I read everything with a whole different... And I, but I've been praying to the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's showing me different things because I've been doing that. So I want to talk about the word mystery. Um, you can put up that, the slide right before that one, Vang. Um So when he says, we speak mysteries, um, let's see, verse 7 is where he says it. And he says that he, there's more about the mystery in other verses. But that word mystery, like when we think of mystery, we think, ooh, I'm going to read a good mystery novel. And it's going to be fun, and I'm going to be trying to figure it out, and all that kind of stuff. And we don't know the end, and this, that, and the other. But when you look at the biblical definition, in that word in the Greek, mysterion, it actually means, those bullet points, it means being outside the range of unassisted natural apprehension. K. 
can be it can only be made known by divine revelation. It's made known in a manner and at a time appointed by God and to only those who are illumined by his spirit. In the ordinary sense, a mystery implies knowledge withheld, but in scripture, it's truth revealed. Isn't that cool? So when they talk about we speak mysteries, we speak the truths. And the cool thing is, even when we pray in our prayer language, we're speaking the truth. Even if our head doesn't have it yet, we're still speaking the truth. And so we speak, he, he's, he's given us everything and it's not, he doesn't hide it from us. He's hiding it for us. But it's almost like, you know, um, it's really faith. You can't see it until you get knowledge and understanding of it. And all of a sudden you go, oh, and then you can have the ability to attain it because you can see it. I, I see, I see I have the, the ability to do this. I didn't see it before, but now I see I have the ability to do it. So now I can, I'm like, oh, I see that it doesn't, it exists, but I don't have it yet, but I'm going after it because I'm believing it's coming to me. And so therefore I can receive it, if that makes sense. So the mysteries are all out there for us. And each one of us in our separate lives, they're just there waiting for Holy Spirit to go like almost like a, you know, one of those cartoons where they go ding and they light something up and you see it sitting there, you know, it's like, it's like you know, and all of a sudden you're praying and you go ding. And you're like, oh, I didn't see that before. It's, it's the best. I mean, honestly, it's the best. It's just so good. So... So illumination comes as we pray in the spirit. He reveals, he reveals things that we don't even know that we need to see. I mean, that's how good he is. We don't even know that we're look, we need it. And he re, he'll reveal it to you. Oh, the other day, this is so funny. So I have, I meant to bring it and I forgot. I have a little, um, just a little like wallet thing. It's like this big and it zips. And I just put all like my driver's license, my credit cards. And if I have any cash, I stick it in there. And so, um, so I was getting out of my car, I think it was Sunday, and I had stuff. And so somehow this thing had fallen out of my purse. I, I don't even know how it happened. I have no clue. So, but I was in the house. I had no idea it dropped out. So I was in the house, and then a while later, um, it had cooled off. That was like the night. I think it got a little cool. So I went out on the deck, and I was standing on the edge of the deck like this, and I was just kind of like taking in the bit of a breeze that was there. And my car was there in the driveway, and I'm just sitting there, and after like, I don't know, 10 minutes of just kind of standing there, I look over, and there's my red wallet underneath my driver's side door. And I'm like, how did that get there? And then I realized I dropped it, and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you, Holy Spirit, because I would have gone upstairs at some point that night or the next day, realized I lost it, wouldn't have known where it was, where I'd left. I would have been backtracking all these places in my mind. Where did I go? What did I do? Who did I see? And all that. And yet before it even became an issue, he showed it to me. I was so grateful. I was so, so grateful. But that's how good he is. So speaking in, um, he reveals things we don't even know that we need to know. I like this quote I heard from someone also. Speaking in tongues draws out of your spirit what your mind cannot know. 
I love that. It draws out of your spirit what your mind cannot know. So, you know, what do you need to know? What's in front of you? And your mind just can't figure it out. I often think, like, when I think of, like, um, the people, like, during the Industrial Revolution and the people that came up with air conditioning and, you know, the light bulb and all that kind of stuff, I often wonder, were they spirit-filled? Because the inventions and the things that were coming to the world, actually, it wasn't just America, it was the world. And they were just, I mean, it was like stuff nobody had thought of before. So it's like, huh. And you know, they say that we only use, what, 10% of our brain capacity. I bet if we prayed in the spirit, we could use more than that. I bet if we could. And honestly, I think that's the key. There's a lot of good inventions that have happened over the years. But um, I just think praying in the spirit's the key to opening the door to new things, new inventions, new whatever, you know, um, I just, I just think it's cool. So it, it, um, it draws out of your spirit, what your mind cannot know. Then another, uh, Kenneth Hagin had this quote, praying in tongues equips us to pray for things. No one thinks to pray about, or no one knows what to pray. No one even knows to pray those things. So if you've got like, say you're, you know, a manager at work or something, and you've got a situation and you don't even know what the issue, I mean, you don't know what the core of the issue is. Pray in the Spirit. Yeah. I mean, pray in the Spirit because he will reveal those things to you. And then your bosses go, how do you know these things? And then you get to say, maybe you say, <laughs> I know God and he shows these things to me. Um, so 1 Corinthians um, in chapter 14 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says, one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. One who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. And that word edify in the Greek means to build up or to charge or promotion for spiritual growth. So if you think about it, like my phone was almost dead before I came in here. So I was in my office and I charged it. And that's what happens all of a sudden, all my phone gets power again, and I'm good to go for a while. That's what happens. If you're feeling, I don't know, down, or you're feeling like, uh, da, da, whatever, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. But part of the issue is, and I only know this because of personal experience, but a lot of times we don't let, us go, let ourselves go long enough. We don't. I mean, I think it was, um, it might have been Kenneth Hagin again. Anyway, somebody said, pray in the Spirit till you get in the Spirit. And so... There is sometimes when you start and you're going for a period of time, you got to make yourself do it. I mean, you just do because a lot of times it's not fun. It's not exciting. You think what is happening? Is anything going on? You're thinking about your dinner menu for the week and what you got to get at the grocery store and all that. But if you go far enough, you will go into a different place. You will go into a different place. And then like even it affects your feelings, it affects your emotions. Then you go, it's almost like a high. Then you're like, oh, this is great. And then you do it for two or three days. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm reading the fact, this chapter different than I've ever seen it before. Or I just feel better. Or I'm not yelling at everybody. And this, that, and the other, you know. I mean, there's different things. I said, <laughs> I was like, 
I said something in staff meeting Monday, and thank goodness, either everybody's used to stupid comments that I make, or nobody noticed that I really said it. And so, but I was so, it wasn't a huge deal, but I was so convicted that night. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I really was, because what the Holy Spirit was telling me is you just, you emanated unnecessary words. It was just unnecessary to put that out there. And it wasn't horrible or anything like that, but I was like, and so I've gone, to, I've gone to everybody individually, just like repented. And half the time I was like, I don't even know what you said. And I was like, well, thank goodness. You know, it's obviously an exercise for myself, but I did. I emanated unnecessary words. It just wasn't, I just, so that's why I laughed later. I was like, either people are used to me saying stupid things. And they're like, yeah, well, that's how they're just, whatever, can move on. Or they didn't notice it, but whatever. But Holy Spirit is showing me things. You know, he's showing me things. He's like, just don't put that stuff out there. Just don't. That was just, you don't need to. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for the Holy Spirit. Um, So anyway, so build up, charge. So that's the other thing. You start praying the Spirit, he'll start convicting you of different things. And I didn't feel condemned when he said it. I just, all of a sudden I saw it. It's like, oh, no. That just wasn't that just wasn't a good thing to do, so. Um, but the, so therefore, there's a lot of things he does that stimulates your own personal growth. And then Jude one twenty says, "But you, beloved, build your, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit." So again, that word edify, when they say you edify yourself, you're building yourself up. You're charging, recharging yourself. And so here in Jude 1.20, and when he says praying the Holy Spirit, it means rise like an edifice, higher and higher and higher. There's something that happens in your spirit, man, when you do it. There's a growth that takes place for you spiritually. Um, I'm so used to my phone being in my pocket. I'm like, where is it? (laughs) I was going to read. Ephesians 3.16. Yeah, so Ephesians 3.16 and beyond says, May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith. And may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints the width and length and height and depth of his love. May you fully experience that amazing, endless love. And that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God so that you may have the richest, richest experience of God's presence in your lives, completely filled and flooded with God himself. That's a lot. That's good. That's good. I encourage you to go home and read in the Amplified Ephesians 
3, 16 to 19. Because all of that, again, is through his spirit. The, um, the King James says to comprehend, it uses the word in verse um, 18, in verse 18, yeah, did here too. Be fully capable of comprehending the width and length and height and depth of his love. And that word in the Greek, um, it means to make your owner to take possession of. So it's not just comprehend like, yeah, I understand. It's literally take it and possess it as your own. And it also said in a good sense, it means of Christ and his holy power and influence Laying hold of the human mind and will in order to govern it. That's, <laughs> That's really good. I'm, in fact, I'm going to read here. Let's go back. And may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending the width and length and height and depth of his love. All right? Fully comprehending. That's just not understanding. That means allowing Christ by his holy power and influence to lay hold of your human mind and your will in order to govern it. In other words, in order to be governed by love. Wow. Because I'm not always governed by love. Well, I don't always act out of that I'm governed by love. That's, that's a big deal. And then the other scripture that I want to go to is Romans chapter 8, um, verses 26 and 27. So it says, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to God's will. So when we pray in the Spirit, a lot of times we may not know what to pray. We may have a situation or a person, we don't know what to pray, we don't know what the deal is, we don't know how to do it, but the Holy Spirit does. And so when it says here, in the same way the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, that word, well, first look at the word helps. So the word helps actually means to take hold of with the aid of assistance. To take hold of with the aid of, of assistance. It also means to share in, and it also means to help bear. Do you have a situation that's really hard to bear right now? That's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes in when you pray in the Spirit and he helps you bear that situation. He takes the bearing of it and helps you walk through it. He shares in that experience. He takes hold of it. That's why he's called the helper, the comforter, the helper. That's what he does. That's who he is. not even what he does. That's who he is. That's who you're in relationship with. 
And when it talks about the, um, some versions say weaknesses, but the King James, King James Version says infirmities. So when it says we, he comes in and he helps our weaknesses or our infirmities, it actually means anywhere where we lack strength. Anything that limits us, anywhere where we, I like this one, let's see, anywhere where we're incapable of producing results. Anywhere we're incapable, we're either lack something, maybe we have a lack in our body, maybe we have a lack in our understanding of something. Anywhere we have lack or um, we lack strength or anything like that, or we're incapable of producing results, like we're just at a standstill in something. It's like this thing is going nowhere right now. Pray in the Spirit. That's what He does. He will show you how to move forward in the situation, how to move forward with the person, how to move forward in life, how to move forward no matter what it is. That's who he is. And so I just wanted to share um, these simple truths, simple but deep truths tonight. Um, because even if you've heard it before, or you know, whatever, um, we need reminders because it's so easy. This is why the enemy has stolen tongues out of the church as a whole. Because that's where the power, that's not only where the power is, but that's a huge factor in our understanding and growth in God and growing, doing the supernatural works of Jesus. is a huge understanding in, in getting our lives in gear and having our relationships um, complete and all that, anything. It's a huge, huge factor. To understanding the depths of the scriptures and God and who he is. And the enemy has wiped that out. He's wiped it out. Almost, I mean, a lot. And then they think you're weird if you do it. But let me tell you something. You're weird if you believe in salvation. You're already weird. Because you can just forget everything else. Because you believe that God, who no one can see, impregnated a virgin who had known no man, and he impregnated her. She gives birth to a human being and then raises him as a man and as the son of God. You're already crazy. I mean, if you go through the things and they think, so you can forget everything else in the Bible because that right there makes you crazy. It doesn't make any sense. So everything else is just on top of it. You know, just is. So, um, I just want to take just a couple of minutes. We don't have to take very long, but I just want to take a couple of minutes and let's just, you know, you can stand, you can sit, whatever you want to do, but let's pray in the spirit just for a couple of minutes. And, um, and then I'll close this out. Maria <laughs> 
Maria sedekilia todo bokoria selia la kiselia todo bokoria selia dabaka. Haria selia de bokoria selia de bokoria selia de bakaria selia todo boko. Moria selia todo bokoria selia selia la lokoria sada basilia todo boko. Aria sede basilia de bokoria selia de bokoria selia todo bokoria selia kalia todo boko. Kelia todo bokoria sada basilia todo bokoria selia todo bokoria selia lalaka. Ana Maria Celia todo solo bokoria selia de bokoria de kelia de bokoria selia de Kelia todo bokoria selia lalakalia todo bokoria selia de bokoria selia todo bokoria Kelia todo bokoria sada basilia todo bokoria selia lalakasi de bosihidiki Sinamoria sahada bosihilia de bokoria selia de bokalia todo bokoria selia todo bokoria Kosida basi hilia todo bokoria selia todo ko lede de kilia todo bokoria sada basi lia la kalia todo kilia todo solo bokoria selia todo bokoria selia de bakaria selia todo bokoria ka Maria selia de bakalia todo bokoria selia la kalia shohokoria selia de bakoria ka ena Maria selia de basi hilia to sada bakaria selia to sada bokoria sedikilia todo bokoria sataki ena Maria selia de bakoria sedia selia la kalia todo bokoria selia tata kalia ka Father, we just thank you for this evening. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for just the illumination of your word into our lives and into our hearts. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that there's a greater, a greater hunger for you. There's a greater hunger for um, our relationship with you. Just a greater hunger to just pray in the spirit, a greater hunger for more revelation of your word, just a greater hunger overall. And we just glorify you and thank you, Father, for this time. We honor you. We honor each other. We thank you for what you're doing in school of word and worship. We thank you for what you're doing in the lives of every person and every family represented here. And I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are weaving your way and doing some things um, into the intricacies of our hearts that, um, that you want to do and that you're revealing those things to us. I thank you, anybody here tonight that needs something revealed to them, specific things revealed to them, just thank you, Holy Spirit, that they just yield themselves to you and allow themselves to just pray in their prayer language, allow themselves to spend time with you and allow themselves to see what you want them to see. So we just glorify you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.